Blog Talk Radio. y'all was waiting for this show. That's right. Welcome to the Lottie Miss Clardy and Company. I am your host, Lottie Miss Clardy, and your co-host this evening is Strong Tower. And we're here to talk about love relationships after prison. Is it an advantage or is it a disadvantage? Now, what I want to say to you is we know that this is the 13th of March. And we're broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. But I have a, I have some things that's going on, and I got people that are with me uh, right here, waiting for this show to move through like it's supposed to. Has anybody out there been through what we would call uh, love relationships after men or women have gotten out of prison? Now we know that we done dealt with men and women that were in prison trying to have a love relationship, but what about afterwards? Now, when I get back from this small little break that I'm going to take, I want you to think about love relationships after prison, whether you're male or female, you're dating or married, um, and, you know, the person that you've been dating, been out of, you know, the institution for, you know, 10 years and up, maybe seven years and up, and been out in the world, and, you know, and has it been an advantage for you or a disadvantage? Now, we will be right back. So keep tuned in. Thank you. 
right, we are back. Now, that music might have been jacked up, and it might have sounded good in some parts, but that's the way I feel about it when we're talking about love relationships after prison, whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage. Sometimes you know the music sounds good, and then there's other times when the music sounds crazy, and you don't know whether you want to listen to it, cut it off, or get to a next song. So I turned that one off. So Forgive me if it didn't sound too good, but, hey, we're talking about love relationships after prison, advantage or disadvantage. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and by my side is my ace coon boom, who I said that's the co-host, and that is Strong Tower. Now, Strong Tower, I want you to have a few words to say because before we get started, we should have a prayer because we might have a breakout. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, give a little bit of word here and there. We ask everyone to put their minds on one accord, and that mind is the mind of Christ, the mind to do what's right, not what's wrong. We ask the Lord to look upon us tonight that what we say and what we do will be of some help to someone that's listening and uh, come into their homes. Bless them, Lord. Give them a mind to keep moving forward. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. 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 Now, what I want to ask, here's a question that I want to ask, but before we get started here, let me just uh, get something that, that will probably ease your mind a little bit. Now, this particular uh, segment it's really for uh, we're 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 uh, dedicating this to the spouses or those that have been in long-term relationships of returned citizens that have been integrated into our society and have made tremendous changes to marry or date after leaving prison life behind. Now the question that is asked for you tonight, you that are listening as well as to ourselves is how do you handle a love relationship with one that have been down for long periods of time? And can one that have been in prison love someone fully? Do they suffer from being institutionalized mentally and emotionally? What are the advantages and disadvantages of being with a man or a woman from prison? And to add to that question, women and men that are out there, listen, this is a mature uh, radio uh, subject tonight, so be free to be yourself. Um, I am I am a married woman with my husband who has been in prison um, for 15 years, and he's also been out for 10 years, or 11 years, may I put it, and we've been married 18 months, okay, and I have brought this uh, particular subject to front like this because I am sure that there's people out there that have problems in their relationship, even though that, you know, you're happy, of course, but there are some things that, you know, uh, we all share, you know, uh, uh, as, as, as we are in love relationships and we have our ups and downs and we may not fully know what it is that's going on with our spouses, but, you know, at least we can you know, put it out here on the radio, and I did some research, and I got a couple of uh, other uh, comments that's involved. Then I have yours truly, I have company with me tonight, which is my own daughter, who is my Annalee all day. Yep, she's on Facebook, y'all. Y'all can find her up there somewhere. 
okay? And then we have, by her side, her lovely hubby, which is Trey D. from Pomona. And you hear him over here saying Trey D. from Pomona, okay? That's in California, y'all. And also, he has been one that has been down for a while in prison life. So it's not like that we're alone and we don't have a little bit of help. But we sure enough need your help to help us to figure out is love relationships after prison an advantage or disadvantage? I say it both, but love should, you know, uh, call the whole thing to be an advantage if it's really real. So I am going to start out by talking to someone that is uh, that is by the last four digits and the first area code of two three one. And the last four digits, three, two, eight, four. And as you call her, is love relationships after prison an advantage or a disadvantage and why? Would you like to come on the radio and talk with us a little bit? Hello, caller. The area code 231. And last four digits, three, two, eight, four. Would you like to get on the radio and talk to us? Okay, well, we're going to go on to the next and ask that same question to the caller here of 614 and the last four digits, 9394. Caller, are you on the air? Yes, I am. How are you doing? And welcome to the Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company with my Ape Coon Song Tower. We're glad to have you. Yes, we are. Glad to talk to you both. Thank you. Uh, Can we call you Mama Love? Where are you calling from? You're from Columbus, Ohio, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And and what shall we, you want to give us your name or shall we give you one? Uh, Mama Love is fine. All right, Mama Love. Mama Love sounds like she's got a whole lot of love going Yes, on. she do, and she sounds like she got some serious experience. Yes. We want to ask the question. Is the, In love relationships after prison, is um, those love relationships advantages or disadvantages? What do you think about those things, Mother Love? Well, uh, quite like you, I'm in agreement. I think it's a little of both. And okay. I'm going to say that because a person doesn't necessarily have to be incarcerated uh, penitentiary-wise in order to be institutionalized. Institutionalized, to me, is a state of mind, a state of mind that an individual puts themselves in for whatever reason they feel it has to be for them to survive in their surroundings. And so what I would say as a disadvantage is, is that if the person is aware that he has programmed himself to be in a certain state of mind in order to survive, the question would be, can he deprogram himself or she when the environment changes and it's time for them to make a change? So, to me, uh, like I said, the disadvantage stands out because 
in order for the person that is institutionalized, they have to realize that they have put themselves in a certain state of mind. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? No, I didn't hear you. Did you hear me? Now? Okay. Okay. Well, you know, um, that is a great start right there. And Strong Tower wants to have something to say on that. Strong Tower, what's your view? First of all, I'd like to say it's good to have you on tonight. I'm glad to be. Thank you. You sound like that you uh, know a little bit about what you're talking about. And you might know a lot about what you're talking about. We're going to find out. <laughs> well, I'm going to do my best to tell you what I don't know whether I necessarily know what I'm talking about because I have not been in a relationship with anyone that has been institutionalized as far as prison is concerned. But I have been with somebody that was institutionalized in their own mind. Yes, to answer one of your questions about deprogramming, uh, you have to be able to, to be flexible, and sometimes it's from day to day, sometimes it's from week to week, and then sometimes you can go on pretty good until that obstacle comes before you that you are that's unexpected, and it could be a simple thing. It doesn't have to be real complicated. Just something that will push a button that uh, you might not have as much control over that you think you do. And it all is, all is coping skills. You know, we don't have – a lot of us don't have the coping skills that we need, and some of us do, and it's flexible. But it depends on what your environment is, what it was like, before you went, what your family life was like. It's a lot of variables in that equation. Oh, I definitely agree with all of that. Well, and, and, and another part to it, too, is, you know, women, and I'm talking from the women's side of, uh, uh, point of view, because, you know, me, I had, I thought I had plenty of experience with being with uh, uh, men that, after they gotten out of prison, and some of them hadn't got had been out no more than two to three years, and wondering why they was acting crazy, you know, because it was like a new world to them after being in. And so, and 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 later on, as as I started to cool my heels and and relax about even wanting to really be bothered with any man, and then here come one that's been out of prison for ten years now, and. So, and, and, you know, he's, his heels is cool. He ain't trying to, uh, you know, be out in the street, you know, and different things. He's uh, trying to get himself together and everything, and I met him at the right time. My issue was that, not you know, after after marrying him, it was more or less like the arguments what we would get into, and they were kind of repetitious. They were coming like every two weeks. And so I got to, you know, really, really paying attention to, well, why is it that, you know, my husband is so aggravated, you know, like he is in certain situations if I ask him too many questions or whatever the case may be, and it'd be on something simple. But, you know, the ideal of trying to get him to pay attention to these uh, moments where he would be in anger, and then he brought it to me, which then in turn, this is why it's on the radio, because, you know, we want people to understand that, you know, just because you be together and you think you know each other, you know, this man has been in been away for 15 years, and he's been to himself, you know, not really, you know, opening up to no one but to himself, and everything was inside. 
and then getting out, even though he wanted a, a, a wife and everything, he realized that he had to make certain efforts, you know, to to be what he can be in the relationship. And that means what, Strong Tower? Well, to add to what you were saying, or yeah. really to detract from what you were saying, I didn't realize the effort that it takes just to be normal in mm-hmm. some cases, to answer questions you don't feel like answering, you know, maybe even watch a program on TV you don't even want to watch. You know what I mean? Uh, I had to learn how to be flexible yeah. and not just think of my own existence. And, <laughs> and, and that's what he was literally doing, okay? You know, like I said, our, 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 our relationship and all the things that we talk about is from experience, from sheer experience. Um, again, you know, we're not what you would call clinical experts and all, but, but we're professional <laughs> rookies, okay? And we're learning just like everybody else. And mm. But if there's something that needs to be dealt with, somebody out there that's new to uh, loving, you know, you know uh, returned citizens after they have gotten out of prison, don't feel like you're alone and by yourself in this because you're not. You know, our problem is is to try to get you to see uh, what we need to do to make an advantage more than a disadvantage and how much work from the ones that's coming from prison, you know, do they need to have, uh, you know, some counseling to go with it or, or something of that sort. So I am going to uh, ask the question. Now, Mother Love, are you still online? Yes, I am. Okay, now I'm going to go to this caller and bring this caller in if this caller is ready to talk. If not, we will go on. Okay. I have another caller that is on here. Just hold on for a second, Mother Love. Okay. At 231 is the area code, and the last four digits is 3284. Caller, you're on the line. Would you like to have something to say about this? Caller? Okay, well, the caller is not ready. Okay, we'll come back to you. Stone Tower, you want to give a little bit more, and then we're going to pull in uh, Mr. Puma. <laughs> I, I, would, I would like to hear what Mother Love has to say about... Ray D. I'd like to hear what Mother Love has to say about the part where I was talking about uh, how sometimes you can, a man can be selfish and he can kind of like diminish the the part that that female plays. Right. Do you have anything to say about yeah. that? I didn't quite understand everything you said, Strong Tower. Can you uh, repeat that for me, please? Well, quickly, in, in a brief synopsis of what I said, was after being incarcerated so long, I had to learn how to uh, give of, of time that I wasn't used to giving, be a little more patient of others' needs, my wife's needs, and really in many cases stop being so selfish and self-centered. Okay. When I, when I was incarcerated, uh, all I could think of is how am I going to deal with this situation? How am I going to stay out of this the path of some of these ignorant people that I'm around? How am I going to be able to deal with not being around my family? How am I? You know that word that I've been using repetitively? How am I? Yeah. How are we? Right. You know, so i got to make that adjustment emotionally, psychologically, and every other way. Okay. That's... That, see, see what I meant when I said the state of mind. It's just like when you bring a soldier home from war. Yeah, you, you, you. It, it, it took time for you to train him to be a soldier, to be mm-hmm. a killer, 
And then you send him to war where he kills mm-hmm. and he's shot back at. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you bring him home. You cannot deprogram him because those images are in his mind. And he has programmed himself mm-hmm. to be a survivor. Okay, so when you bring him home and he comes back home to his family, Yes, he's glad to be there, and they're glad for him to be there. But all of that that he had programmed himself to, he has to recognize first what he programmed himself to in order to be able to figure out what he needs to do to deprogram. And I would say in most instances, it probably takes at least someone that's a very good listener that they feel comfortable with talking to for them to be able to let their feelings out because they've had to hold it in. Well, and, Mom, uh, Mother Love, yes, it goes further than that. You have you got to have a spiritual background in order to fight those demons within you. Of course, but you can't do it. You can't do it yourself. I've tried. You know what I mean? Well, of course that's you can. Good. Because mm-hmm. see, because see, there's stuff that's in there that's still in you that you don't even know is there yet. It's still to come out because you were there 15 years. You had to hold a whole lot in so much that, like I say, you can't even remember all of the things that you had to reprogram your mind to. So it's going to take time and, like I said, for you to be able to recognize, to 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 even be able to talk about what's all been held inside, you got to be able to let it out so that so that you can recognize. And when in the process of you recognizing, this is the good part about communication. This is the advantage of this. Now, this is the advantage part of this. What's the disadvantage? The disadvantage is not recognizing that you have been programmed. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, boy. Now, this is starting to get so, deep now. So it adds to that. Now, I like that. Not recognizing that, 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 that the person that's returning citizen has been programmed. Right. And that he may be subconsciously programming the person that he's in a relationship with and don't even know it. Well, if that person that he's in the relationship with is not a strong person and uh, uh, not afraid to speak up on what's affecting them and how how it's coming about to affect them, that's where the communication comes in, is that you got to be able to talk about it. Absolutely. It's got to be very open, you know, because usually when one's coming from out of prison, you know, their their emotions have been stifled, you know. Because that's part of the program. Absolutely. They, and they, so they, they didn't have that person in there that they could feel comfortable with talking about all of the, the, the personal things. All of themselves. Right. Okay, well, you know what? Just hold on there for a second because we're going to have – we're gonna have Puma mother come on the line. Pomona. Well, I call I call him Puma. Here he is. Okay. Puma, this is a, this is this is another friend that is with us. 
that got something to say. So we're going to put him on and let him reign and let him run with it. Go ahead, Puma. Okay. Tell it. All right. Well, this is this is uh, uh Puma, aka Trey B from Pomona, uh, uh, California, signing in. And I think it's a great topic tonight. I think it's a great subject because I actually have a lot of experience. I'm actually experiencing uh, uh, the advantages and disadvantages of, of being in a relationship. I'm the guy who was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, I have to admit, when you guys brought up the fact that uh, uh, the, the guy who was institutionalized may not know or accept or realize that he was uh, 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 programmed. Right. I, I have to admit, I would have to be that guy who was in complete, maybe not complete, but but in denial that I, I am programmed because <laughs> I think I think that uh, 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 a great guy, uh, great provider. Uh, I think I'm in tune, but I won't deny the fact that I, you know, obviously may have things to work on within my relationship. But That's great stuff. I think mm-hmm. that I think that for women, I think that uh, uh, a great advantage would be that, uh, and what I used to like to say a lot was that if you never had a man who was incarcerated as long as I've been, you will never experience a man who, in fact, appreciates a woman as much as I do, you know. And what I mean by that is my woman, I appreciate her, the sound of her voice. I appreciate the touch, you know, as, you know, to, to interact with her emotionally, uh-huh. physically, and spiritually. Uh-huh. I don't think that she will ever meet another man that pays attention to detail like I do when it comes to those massages. Okay, Puma, uh, what about the disadvantage? Tell, tell us about that one. What would be for the men, you know, if they, uh, you know, are, are able to pay attention to this, what could be the disadvantage in that love relationship? A disadvantage for the relationship? Yeah. Well, first of all, we we got to get the guys that get out of prison and stay out of prison. <laughs> I think a disadvantage would be the recidivism rate. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's one good one right it, there. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, you know. Well, you know, people get out of prison, and it doesn't matter how that person treats his woman or the relationship if he goes back to prison. Mm-hmm. So we got to get the guys that get out to stay out in order to be a great provider in every way for for their relationship. And I think that you know, me, I, I was in prison for ten years, and I understand that there is a lot of mental mm-hmm. uh, coping baggage. All kind of stuff uh, that uh, comes with it. A lot of mental health yeah. issues that right. come from the prison. Stuff. And and with these mental health issues, and you know, you, you're bringing that into society where you meet a partner mm-hmm. and dealing with that those partners when you when you're not mentally healthy yourself uh-huh. could be you know we got a lot of domestic violence, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of short tempers, right, you know, and, and stuff like that. That right. I can't you know directly relate to every mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So I would have to, you know, I obviously like think about stuff that will be a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, uh, me personally, I think that uh, uh, in, in a relationship with a level-minded guy who just so happens to have a past will be more of an advantage. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just as far as it's 
Oh, that's good stuff. And you know what, Ramon, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that statement. Now, you know what, I want y'all to be still. Now, don't go nowhere. We got to take another break, and we will come back to the callers. Mother Love, thank you very much for, you know, for saying your piece. But stay on the line. You too up there at 231-3284. Y'all stay on the line. We'll be right back. As I turn up the collar on my favorite winter coat, this wind is blowing mine. I see the kids in the street with not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see their need? A summer disregard, a broken bottle top, and a one-man they follow each other on the wind, you know, cause they got nowhere to go, that's why I want you to know, I'm starting with the man in the mirror, I'm asking him to change his ways, and no message could have been any clearer, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make
And it's time to make that change. And you know where that was coming from. We know that Michael Jackson did do, but then we have Kiki Palmer who did make that change, the man in the mirror, and that we got to look at ourselves and find ways to make ourselves better so that we can live together amongst one another with love. And, you know, we are back with love relationships after prison. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage? And as we said before, this is a program that is uh, dedicated to spouses and uh, people that have been in long-term relationships, uh, returned citizens that have integrated into our society and have made tremendous changes to marry or date after leaving prison life behind. And that question that I had asked and proposed earlier is, is how do you handle a love relationship with one that have been turned, that been down for long periods of time? And when I mean long periods of time, is we talking about not for three to five years, but 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and then they come out onto the out into society, and then they've been out, you know, 10, 15, 20 years or whatever, how long it took for you to meet up with it, and, and, and what did you get out of being with uh, our uh, returned citizens uh, trying to make a love life with them and to help them to integrate success, successfully in our society and in family life and in our personal life as well. So, if, if you know, the, the other question would be out there, do they suffer from being institutionalized? What is institutional? Uh, what is institutionalization? That word. What is that? You know. So I want to before I go to the uh, to the listeners and then go to my main girl over here, my Anale, all day. Let's ask uh, Strong Tower. What is institutionalization? What is this being institutionalized mean? Well, it's a teacher. Okay. Uh, we don't realize it, but in many cases we're institutionalized. Marriage is an institutionalized, institutionalized uh, proposal. Uh, the church you belong to is an institutionalized mm-hmm. proposal. Mm-hmm. Anything that you dedicate yourself to that has uh, an overseeing factor to you and how you live is institutionalization. Now, if we just look at it as being a negative factor, then we're going to stay with the negative. Let me just say this. Any individual that has spent a lot of time incarcerated, if he took it the right way, if he accepted his challenges, if he accepted his faults, if he accepted the fact that he did something that he wasn't supposed to do and he was ready to change, he can be a great help to society. And I believe that in many cases you have ranks when you go to prison. A person's been there 10 years would be like a, a colonel or some person been there 15 years is like a... Uh, uh, general or something like that because it, it's, it's almost like gaining a PhD. It's like getting a certificate. If you can spend time in prison mm-hmm. in an unnatural situation, surely if you have any kind of flexibility about it, you can come out here, you can weigh your options and make the right decisions. If you make those right decisions, that's very important. Right. If you are able to make those right decisions, you can really come out here and make a difference, a, a, a positive difference in people's lives. And, and, and thank you for that, Strong Tower. And also to add to that, you know, it's, you know, you should have a choice. It should be because you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, and nobody has to force 
you know, doing good down your throat. It's got to be within. You got to want to do good. So I'm going to ask Ma'anale all day, what does she think about love relationships after prison? Is it an advantage or a disadvantage? You got the words to put out there, Ma'anale. Do it, girl. Well, um, I think it could be an advantage only because um, men out here these days are consumed in what's going on with TV mm-hmm. and wanting to be the next rapper, basketball mm-hmm. star, superstar. But the men that are coming out of prison, they don't really have those aspirations. They have more so aspirations of the pra- the practical things in life, which mm-hmm. is establishing a home, establishing, you know, where to live, you yeah. know, getting family back around. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you know, uh, it also comes with, a mental stability as well mm-hmm. in a relationship. They're not boggled down by what they see on TV. They're used to being by themselves for so many years, and they have their own preconceived idea of what they're looking for in a relationship because they may have not had the support in um, prison. Good. They good. may have. Uh, they may not have the family. Mm-hmm. They may not have you know friends mm-hmm. in prison. Very true. You know. Also, for women, they've been around men mm-hmm. for someone like um, Trey D, been around men for 10 years. He's used to a tough mentality. Mm-hmm. So to be around something more soft, something right. more emotional, mm-hmm. something That's more too feminine. Soft without becoming soft exactly. or emotional ourselves. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to <laughs> ask you this question, Annalee, um, um, that you said that. Does it seem like that, you know, in order to be with uh, someone that's come out of prison that you have to be a little more tougher, got to have more tougher meat on you in order to deal with those types because they had to be tough and that's what that's what's on them when they come out of prison. And so to integrate into a love relationship, it takes time to unwind from that toughness? It does. I don't think you need to be tough physically. I think you need to be tough mentally mm-hmm. because yeah. it, it was always a mental battle for right. them ever since right. they got their sentence. Right. So with a woman, you know, how we're used to the game that we play out here in the world where, you know, it's easy to just say, hey, this guy is easily manipulative. A man coming out of prison right. has dealt with nothing but reading books, dealing right. with other men's right. problems, dealing with other issues. Mentally, a woman needs to be, uh, she can't be fragile mentally. That's Otherwise, um, a man will come out thinking he's going to play a game on a woman because mm-hmm. they're so used to that mental mm-hmm. game that they have to. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. You do have to be mentally you know, tough. So you have to be able to be just as conning, just as well, not conning in the sense of trying to get anything out of them, but right. you have to be. Uh, you got to have uh, what's the word for flexibility? Um, no, it's, it's clever. To be clever, you know, charming. You have to have, and it has to be already in you yeah. to do these things because, again, you know, they, you know, men or women that come out of prison. And, you know, piggybacking off of what Ma'anale says, you know, they have they have to deal with the cunningness of the foxes that, you know, come in and talk you out of your money, out of your cigarettes, whatever they mm-hmm. go through while they're in prison. Then you come out here into this real world, and you really, pretty much, if, you, if you're in the streets, you're going to get that same stuff done. So uh, for a person, you know, uh, looking for a love relationship, definitely uh, – they need a true change from what they were involved in when they were in prison. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I just think that um, it's an advantage because it's almost like having um, 
a child that has been in a bad home for mm-hmm. some years. Mm-hmm. And Good. once they get the right love, yeah. they'll start to begin to change because yeah. that's what they've always been looking for from the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. The problem was is that they they never been able to receive it nor knew knew how to handle it. Right. So it may be a transition for them. It takes time. Very it's nice. taking time in my relationship mm-hmm. because you know it's just certain things you're not used to, but. Mm-hmm. You know, with love and yeah. true understanding. And forgiving. Right. Yeah, you right. must be forgiving yeah, because they you done did some stuff point. to you that just good pissed point. you off yeah. and made you want to go off or clamp them upside the head. Something, you know what I'm saying? It just pissed you off to that to that uh, point. And it's not a disadvantage, mm-hmm. but what it should do for those that are in those types of relationships is get determined that they, I will not allow this to fail, but you must have a forgiving heart. Because there are things that you're going to go through that seem like that you would not be able to, you know, get through it, but you do, especially if you've got Christ in your life. Now, I'm going to take it back over here to uh, to uh, the callers again and see if they have anything they got to say. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to go into reading a couple of articles that I have found, uh, you know, that speaks on this issue, too, and where their minds are in this issue, so I'm going to go back to uh, caller 614-9394. Mama Love, are you still online? Yes, I am. Are you? A good you know, and, and, and then I want to ask, and, and that you're online, I'm going to ask this other caller, too. Is they online? 231-3284. Caller, are you online listening? Yes, I am. All right, there she is. That's what we want to hear. I hope this is sounding good to you. Where are you calling from? Um, Traverse City, Michigan. Michigan. All right, Michigan. That you know the Wolverines. That's my team. Okay, well, that's another subject. <laughs> yeah, that's another subject. But you know, I'm glad to have you online. And um, and 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 if you want to uh, uh, speak up, speak. Just jump on in, okay? You know, this is this is a forum where everybody can have something to say. So what I'm gonna start with is first, is start with Mama Love. And if you want to talk, Michigan, I'll have you to come on in, and you can say what you want to say. I'm glad to have you on the show, Mama Love. What do you have more to say about? At the advantages and the disadvantages of love relationships after prison, after hearing Maanale all day. Well, uh, after listening to her, I have to go back to what I originally said was, first, the individual has to feel comfortable at being able to talk about what they have been through. Right. And it takes a good listener. That's right. And oh, as she, already. <laughs> and as she said, it takes <laughs> it takes it takes a woman that is mentally strong and willing to be forgiving. Yes, definitely. When when she when she's got heads up on him, see, or or her, the the individual that's that's being sent back out into the free world. It's got to recognize what 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 has happened to them. Right. The individual that has been out here in the free world also has to realize what that incarcerated person has went through, and she can only know that, or he can only know that, if they're talking to one another. 
Right. And in talking, this is what the psychiatrist does. When you go to the psychiatrist, he tell you, okay, tell me what's happening. And you sit there and you talk about what's going on. Yes. They never have any comment. They just let you talk. And the reason for that is so that you can hear what you're saying. Now, we all know ain't none of us perfect, so in listening to what you're saying, you can pick up on what you're doing. And so communication is the key to the advantage and the disadvantage. Stuff right there. What about you, Michigan? You want to have something to say? You got? Have you ever went through something like this, or you know a friend that's going through it? This is Sweetie Pie. Went through that for eight years. Wouldn't do it again. Would not do it again. You can talk, and you can talk, and you can talk, but as long as nobody listens, and as long as you don't have family, especially their family, who backs you up in what you're saying, as long as it's okay for them to go, continue to go out there in the streets and do something and then wind up back in jail again, that makes no sense. When you have two kids and you got to get out there and you have got to work because you must now provide a living for your children and yourself. And then they come out, and they are the same way. They are not about listening. I've never found one that was about listening. Mother, 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 uh, have you, have you, have you, did you just hear what Michigan just got finished saying? What you got to say about that? Well, like I said, it takes a listener Everybody got to listen that's in the relationship. You got to listen to her, and she got to listen to him. And in the process, they're both listening to what they're saying as well as what the other person is saying. Communication is the key. You cannot deprogram if you don't know that you are programmed. So, first of all, you got to recognize what you got. And then you got to be able to communicate. You must. You cannot get around that. I think that's wonderful, but it can't be one-sided. No, it ain't. It ain't a one-sided thing. I said you both got to listen and you both got to talk. I didn't say one. I said both. Um, Both got to recognize and both got to talk, and both got to listen. I agree with you. But if that person that has been incarcerated and they have been locked up and they have had to what the man told them to do for so many years, and all they do is go back in jail again, what are they used to? Okay, let me put it to you like this. There are some people that cannot function. That's why they went to the penitentiary in the first place, because they cannot function without some kind of structure. 
So when they went to the penitentiary, there was structure there. They had somebody telling them what to do, when to do it, how to do it, right, and where right, to right. do it. Okay? Right. Okay, so those those you can't help because they're going to go back because that's the only place that's familiar to them and that they can function in. But the guy that, or the girl that comes out here that ain't trying to go back. That's right. He he got he got he or she got so many challenges before him to even be able to stand up. He got to be able to get a job. He got to have some place to live. He got to have a means to get to the job. He got to, he got he got so many challenges or she that like I said without somebody if they don't have Almighty God. Well, in their corner. Well, they had. They had. Order. I'm gonna think that every man, every man, and every woman that goes to the penitentiary, they, they get to know God while they in there. They may get to know Him while they in there. Well, then they got when they get to know Him, they got to want a relationship with Him, and when they come back out here, they be ready to okay. live like the Lord has laid it out for us. I'm going to jump in just for a minute because we want to take this 3D, okay? We got Trey in the house. Yeah, uh, it's Trey D from, from Pomona signing in again. And, and I think that you guys brought up a unique yeah. you ladies brought up a unique point about communication and listening. And I think that uh, notoriously this has been a, a so-called problem that women have with men is, is men lack the skill of listening. Am I correct? You ever heard that before? Man, I listen. certainly I agree with that. I okay. agree with that. But I don't think that listening, I, 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 you know, we're talking about institutionalization. <laughs> Go ahead. But, you know, I've been incarcerated. You know, we're, we're looking at the guys who's incarcerated, and, and you say that, you know, if they cannot listen or communicate, then that's a problem. But it was a problem with the man that was not incarcerated. Oh, come on, well, well, that's what I said in the beginning, baby. I said that's why he returned because he he don't know how to function out here. He didn't know how to function in the first place. That's how he ended up in the penitentiary. Now, and my, there, uh, pardon me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want hold on. I know that you got something you want to say here, but I want him to go a little bit deeper because he hit a point just like what you was talking about but i think it's also going to uh it's going to it's going to bounce the ball to to michigan cuz that's I, I want him to i want him to get this out what was it that 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 one part that you were saying as far as uh being in, and my point was that you know there's a there's a so-called problem when people you know people always say that i need a man that knows how to listen i need a man who knows who knows how to listen 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 so what, what I'm saying is that that has nothing to do with the person being institutionalized. That hasn't anything to do with the person being in jail or out of jail. Is that you need a guy uh, or a partner who can listen. I, I've been in prison for 10 years. I think I'm a far better listener than, than my counterpart. Well, you know what? And then to add to what Michigan was saying, you know, because there's some women, you know, that allow they men that even though they're out of prison because they, you know, they're, because sometimes men can be very controlling, you know, and being in prison make them that way because they have wardens. Uh, yeah, ward, the wardens, wait a minute, wardens controlling their environment and different things of that sort. And 
and when they come out, they wanna they wanna they wanna feel like that they can be in control of something. But sometimes a man can find one of those women that are afraid to talk, uh, talk up for themselves, and this is where the man will find his uh, find his dip going back into jail because that woman want a man so bad, you know that she would you know allow him to be any old kind of way fear to to lose him and not understanding that she has a responsibility if she's going to be with one that's in a you know that's in jail to help him realize that he cannot act this way and stay free and go ahead go ahead I, I, I got i got both men over here that's willing to have something to say so i'm a i'm a i'm a push back between the two and then michigan i'm gonna have you to speak up too Okay, go back and go go on, Trady. I just wanted to make a short point about uh about what you were saying about being you know controlling, and that that may be a very strong point. But I was controlling before I went to the penitentiary. Ooh, and I need some more callers. Oh, you know, you know, I got to comment on that one, don't you? Of course you were. <laughs> Maybe not, because, you know, you asked me if I'm institutionalized. Now, I'm no, we ain't asked you nothing. Well, well this, is, this is a hypothetical. <laughs> okay, hypothetical. Okay, you, you know, we're talking about people who are institutionalized. Mm-hmm. You know, that's me and I, I tell Is it an advantage or disadvantage in love relationships? Right, but first, first we got to figure out if a person is truly institutionalized or not. Okay. And if they are, is it a dis- disadvantage or advantage? Okay. I'm not institutionalized. How do you know? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yes, he is. He just said he was controlling before he went to the penitentiary. Let me tell you something. Controlling you, you, and more than going to the penitentiary. <laughs> you, ain't in, you ain't in control of nothing. God is. Okay, you think you're in control. Uh-huh. And that may be true. And you're that, selling. Don't you think that you are being, you think you're being controlled. Uh, you're well, being controlled by that product okay. that you sell, that you have no business selling. But okay. you feel like you cannot do anything else. Well, see, it cannot ain't supposed to never enter nobody's mind. Cannot is, 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 is a, a negative statement. And you can be talking con- to each other. We're supposed to be talking to them. I'm, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> to the radio. I'm saying, I'm speaking. You can answer the question. Let him answer the question. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mother, Mother, before he went in. Mother Love. Yeah. No, that's not me. <laughs> Okay, hold up. Strong Tower wants to come in and interject something. Strong Tower, what you want to say about this issue? <laughs> from the, uh, the wonderful lady out of Michigan, I'm feeling a lot of pain in the spirit. I believe that you did all you could to help that knucklehead you were dealing with. I tried. I couldn't. I'm sorry that you had to go through that experience. But you can't put every man in that situation. You can't put everybody in that same bag. Uh, you know, someone that didn't want to change, someone you had to just give up on and just let him go on out there and do his thing. Yeah. Let uh, him go on about his business. And, and the next one to get interested, 
I went to the police station, and I found out if he had a record or not, because I was not going to do that again. Okay. Yeah, that ain't for you. That's what you're saying. Let, Let me say this. When you turn your life over to the Lord. That's right. First, and let me say this, it might not be agreeable to what you've been saying, but the Lord has someone for you if you don't already have him already. And you can't, no, I don't. You can't always figure out who that person is. You can fail a thousand times, and if God's got that man for you, he might have been in jail a thousand times, right. and you can rehabilitate that man mm-hmm. if God is with you. Mm-hmm. His first hey, you are right, but God is the one that's going to send him to me. And all things that come. See, when we start speaking the Lord like we're supposed to, mm-hmm. then he'll eliminate a lot of that negativity. That's and right. And that communication that we have with people that we're not even supposed to be bothered with. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know the Lord has brought you together, sometimes you got to give that person space. you got to tell them, I think you needed some space in this relationship you, we thought we were going to have ain't going to work. And you don't have to leave in bitterness, especially if you have children involved. You give him space, and then if he can't come to himself and come around, then it's over. But you can't say, I'm never going to do this again. No. Somebody's going to need we your help, and it might be the right one yes. at this time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and me personally, I'm sorry to butt in, but I don't know about anybody else online or who's with us today, but I know plenty of men who've been in prison that had successful yes. relationships and marriages. Yes. Yes. That's good. Yeah, and, and let me say this to Strong Tower again. Uh, about me, and I was talking about somebody else. Yeah, okay. I was okay. talking about someone else when I said being out there in the streets and letting the streets control them. That was somebody else I was talking about. That was not somebody I was, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is who... I love dearly. Yes. We understand. We understand. He, he was not a part of me. He was a part of somebody else I know. And it's getting to the point now that almost every black man that you meet has had some time incarcerated somewhere. It's just getting that heavy. It's just getting that far in, in, into especially the black race. They're going to be associated with the system some kind of way. Because, see, I've been in churches, and I've had bars, little bars I made, and I've given speeches to people and talked about, we make our own prison out here, like the brother was saying. You know, you don't have to go to prison to be in prison. You go, you in prison before you go there. It just manifests itself in the, in the physical. You see what I mean? If your brain is incarcerated, sooner or later, your body is going to be dead because of the wrong you're doing, or your whole, your body going to be in jail or in prison somewhere because of the way you think. We we don't want to be judged anymore. We don't want to be judged. You know, everybody has a past. You know, I did mm-hmm. 10 years in, in prison. My brother right here did 15 years in prison. I got my uncle did 22. Uncle did 23 right. years in, in, in prison. And And not only do we have to deal with the fact we have to look at the man in his face and say, yeah, I have a background. Could you please give me a chance? But we have to look at the woman that we admire, the woman that is worth it to us that may judge us as well. And I think that's just taking it too too far, you know. Everybody has a past. That's right. It probably is taking it too far, but when you have been there, when you have walked in my shoes, Uh uh-huh, then you can speak on that. But I think 
that a lot of black men who I have a lot of heart for have wound up in prison wrongfully. Some of them have wound up there because that's where they need to be, and some right. of them don't have a family. Right. Well, well, my my question, I don't want to make this too personal, but my question would be to a person, to not make it too personal, have you, you know, has a person ever had a man that has been probably educated and not been to prison and they, they've been treated the wrong way? Because I think that happens too. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So, so I just think it happens. I think it's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. A good man is a good man, no matter his background, no matter his past. You so, know. So that good man get out there and put himself out there when it's like it's impossible. This person, I'm looking at some of his art right now, and he is. Absolutely, positively fabulous. Yeah. And it's like he can't put himself out there. Mm. Nobody wants to be bothered. So he says, forget it. They don't need to see my arm. Well, see, you don't don't give up on yourself. No, you don't give up on yourself. Okay, and so what I said is... You know that's what he has... Hold on. I said in the in the very beginning of this, institutionalize is your mind. Never mind the physical because you've been released physically. Yes. But you're still institutionalized in your mind. Once you recognize that you have programmed yourself this way, yes. you must First, recognize it, and then you can work on deprogramming yourself. You got to first recognize, and you don't have to go to prison to be institutionalized. No, you don't. You really don't. Okay. And let me interject. Let me interject. Um, A question. One brother is an artist. Pardon? This one brother is an artist from Michigan. You, uh, you say you know this brother that's an artist? That's art. Yes. Uh, have you tried to help him? I am going to try to help him. I'm going to take it to a place and see what they think about his art because he won't go. It's uh-huh. like you cannot take your art and sell it for what you're selling it for because you're selling yourself short. Uh-huh. And I don't want you to do that. What kind of art does he do? Sketch art. Sketch art. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, we would like for you uh, to get back with us and give us a call back because we are interested in entrepreneurs and returning citizens and people that's trying to make a difference. But it sounds like to me that he's introverted. He has introversion. He's kind of a quiet uh, recluse. And, he is uh, a quiet guy. Yeah, it's not for with his daughters and his wife. Yes. Here's a quiet guy. Hello. 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 Did they cut? We all? No, we're still on there. That his work is not going like if he's an artist. I'm an artist myself, okay? Okay. I got best to show out of 600 artists when I was incarcerated, all right? 
And then I've been out 10 years, and yet my work is moving kind of slow until I've met my wife, and she's helped me a lot, okay? Now, we've been married 18 months. We've been married 18 months. I can remember I used to run the streets, this and that. Do you know I've been in this house every night before 7 o'clock for 18 months? That's That's a blessing. Well, Well, see, I I think... The lady, the the lady. Let him talk. Lord, I first sought the Lord before I met my wife. Okay, being married, it's an extra that God gives you. You got to have God in your life. You got to love only Him, and then He'll add everything else to you. He does. He uses the drink. Okay. And he never went to jail. He never went to jail, but he used to drink, and. One day, me and his wife were looking for the bottles because he always left them for us for milk or bread, and we didn't see any bottles. And we asked him why did he take them, and he said he didn't take them. He said, it's a shame my mother and my wife did not know that I had stopped drinking for two Mm -hmm. months. Wonderful. That's awesome. In his Bible, he stayed in his Bible. That's all he did was read his Bible. He does that now, and he sketches. And I just wish you could see him. I don't no. have a send him to you. Let me say this: you don't have to go to prison to be institutionalized. Uh-huh. That's okay. right. Saying you what you're saying, you don't. No, you, you don't. don't. It's the state of mind. It's the type of family structure you live in. He might have been a scapegoat in his family. He didn't have a father image, may have a poor mother image. He was institutionalized because he isolated himself from society. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? Uh-huh. You go I to do, but he didn't have a poor mother image, but he didn't have a father image. He didn't have an uncle. He didn't have a cousin. He didn't, he didn't have. All he had was his mother. And, and this is why, this is why, he is not taking his art out there because he got tired of nobody recognizing. And then he is probably afraid of being rejected. And so, again, you... I don't when, think he is. When I, you, can I, when can you I, know... when can you I interject in here? Can I interject yes. in it? Um Okay, now we're on love relationships after prison. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage? And underneath the institutionalization that men and women go through, um, you know, we want to know or we want to hear where has it been an advantage or disadvantage to you rather than, you know, just talking about it from on the surface. And I'm not taking nothing from the conversation, but the words that were being used, institutionalized, and sometimes institutionalization doesn't always come from being in prison, uh-huh. but from family, from from starting from when you were a child and in a dysfunctional home, and how was that a part that causes a person to lose heart or don't have no love or have mm-hmm. no trust because they've been sexually molested? You know, all kinds of reasons that make a person become, you okay. know, Right, because institutionalization is about stunted growth, something that doesn't happen that caused that person not to be able to progress uh, cognitively 
in their in their in their in their structure of growing mentally and emotionally. And we're like I said, we're not what you would call um, counselors or anything of the sort. But you know, through hands-on experience and yeah. being in experiment in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, I have myself have dealt with you know men, and you know, and dealt with them on different levels. But it all has something to do with their uh, their process of thinking and the way that they uh, the way that they felt with so, their emotions. So what you're saying and is, and women go through this too. They just don't know. So what you're saying, Lardy Miss Clardy, is that you know even though I have been in prison, that, that does not necessarily mean that I am institutionalized. It could be from other sources. Okay. You know, and so the whole idea is to get a person to recognize is that do they have some kind of institutionalized mentality Mm -hmm. from something Mm -hmm. rather than, okay, if we're not going to blame it on prison, Mm -hmm. but it got to be some reason for the advantage or the disadvantage in a person's life where they don't have a real love relationship, uh, you know, that lasts and that can be fulfilling for that man or woman. Mm -hmm. Well, I see institutionalization as being having some type of confrontation with the system. Okay, whether you were set up or whether you did it yourself, you had some type of confrontation. Okay, now if you had confrontation with children's services, if you had confrontation at at your school, confrontation at your church, confrontation in your family, that's a process by which the mind has been stunted. Some kind of way you scapegoat in your family, something happened, you you have addiction, something that the system could use against you and, and not give you the proper cures and things that you need to make those adjustments. Uh-huh. And so, uh, Mother Love, is there anything else that you want to say on this? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, but I, I, I'm, I'm done commenting for the, for the evening. I, oh. I, this is something that, that uh, we could probably talk about for hours. So what I'm going to do, and I'm going to hope the next time you're on the radio, this is still the same topic. I'm going to uh, make me some notes, and, and, and perhaps I'll have a little more to add the next time that we're discussing But you did wonderful with what you were talking about, Mother Love. I think that, you know, it has been a pleasure to hear your side of the story because what you were saying from the very beginning, and what was that that you said from the very beginning? You have to have communication, and you got to be a forgiving person and really understand, you know, that this person has been stunted somewhere, and it's going to take a little bit of time. And then there's some people that just never is going to come around to that, and you will know that by, you know, the way that they act, too. And that means that you have to let it go. It's not yet their time to come to realization that there's more to life than, you know, woe is me. Okay, so I'm going to end this with saying, we walk by faith, not by sight. That's right. Amen. I like that. I like that. And with that to say, uh, you can stay online and listen from here on, but, you know, I'm getting ready to take another break. Caller from Michigan, you can stay on if you like, and we would like to hear more from you. But I'm going to take a break for the moment, and then we'll be right back on Love Relationships After Prison. Advantage or disadvantage, okay? Okay. Okay. Mercy, <laughs> you
848684. And the conversation is about love relationships after prison. Is it an advantage or a disadvantage? Especially when we're dealing with, you know, uh, those males or females that come out of prison that have been institutionalized, and you can use institutionalized any way you want to, but we mean it as uh, where they have one set of way of thinking, and when they come out and have to change over, uh, you know, some of the problems that may occur when uh, trying to uh, uh, transition over from prison life into life. In, in society, and especially when one wants to now endeavor to get into love relationships, whether to marry or to have a long-term relationship with either folks that have been uh, in prison or out of prison. Hello? Hello, this is Sweetie. Oh, Hi, Sweetie. <laughs> <Or is> this, <laughs> how you doing, Sweetie? I'm doing just fine. This is Michigan. All right, all right, that's okay. Just hang on in there. Yeah. You know, hang on in there. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk just a minute. Let me get this out. You know, okay. and and this is like a dedication. You know, to returned citizens because they go through a lot coming. You know, from an in, uh, institutionalized system mm-hmm. into another institutionalized system. I believe that. Yeah, and you know, and 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 it has to take God when 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 one has. A vow to the Lord that they are not wanting to go back to the muckmire and clay that they came from. And please, Lord, uh, direct my feet where I am able to find that man or that woman that will be able to put up with me and to help me through the hard times that I'm going through because I can't do this alone. No one can walk this earth alone without some stepping stone or some help from somebody to help them to uh, get on the right track, especially if they really want it. So, you know, I, I want to first uh, bring out, because I had did some research, and I had went to forum JPEG, and there were some comments about this same subject on love relationships after a prison and what could be their advantages or disadvantages. And one of those things were from uh, this particular uh, uh, website that I got this comment from, it's from, it has to be a lady. It doesn't say who she is, but this is what's being said. She said, my baby always says he is ready because he did everything coming in and that he never had a real girl. And now that he see what having a family is like, that he will not walk away. But I do question it. And honestly, he told me he prayed about it as well. He said, he asked God, was prison playing a mind game with him because he didn't want to hurt me? The way I see it, ladies, a man is going to be a man rather rather he just getting out or never been in jail. We can't worry about if he doesn't do right because I'm sure it will be his loss. That's why you, uh, that's why you always make sure you take out the extra time for you and as long as you are right, then you have to allow God to handle him. In my heart, I know my baby is going to come home and be with me and spend the rest of his life with me. Do I feel he will always be faithful? No. I do, uh, do I promote him cheating? No. But it's not about that. What they do, it's how they do. It's, I, I know it's women now who husbands probably cheat. But the wife would never know because the love 
and respect never changes. You just got to know that God will not put too much on you that you can bear. And then she finds it as single again. What you think about that? Well, I, wow. well, what I got out of that was she went through something, but she's keeping an open mind mm-hmm. and, and knowing that uh, there is that someone out there that she's not going to have to leave or won't leave her, mm-hmm. uh, that the man, one, has to be then found himself and know mm-hmm. what he wants. Mm-hmm. And That's two, right recognize what he has and be and be willing to work at that. That's what I got out of that. Was, okay, which 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 is very I, true. I just like I am I'm amazed the more I listen to Michigan Sweetie. Yes. Uh, yes. Are you are you a radio personality? No I'm not. Well you just should be because you uh, you have a lot of experiences and you have a warm heart and it, and you have an understanding about what it takes to communicate with people that have been through traumatic experiences. Prison is not a normal experience, and just ordinary weak people can't deal with that type of confrontation. Mm-hmm. So you're dealing with spirits mm-hmm. when you start dealing with people that have come from institutions, people that have dealt. You, you got a hundred people in one pod. And, and and those hundred people got ten spirits, and you got to try to keep yourself separated from all that, okay? Okay. okay. Howard, what I want to say is mm-hmm. what we were just reading here. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any 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 thoughts on this young lady that was talking about this man? No, I think I think Sweetie hit uh, from Michigan hit all the points that the lady was keeping an open mind on. Her, uh, that was Mother Love that was talking. That's about. Mother Love. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Keep going. Mother Love. Yes. I thought that was sweet. That's all right if you want to give give if you want to if you want to give the credits to to Michigan. That's okay because I do believe that the lady in Michigan is on the right key too. Yeah. I do believe that 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 in in a sense she's pretty much saying what I said. It's just that in her situation, she, after eight years, she decided to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, eight years was the limit for her. And and so that doesn't mean that she has given up because she's now trying to reach out and try to help another brother. So you know. I want to so, so I, I wanna, I wanna add this to it because there's mm-hmm. another, there's another, uh, uh, comment that you know I found, and I'm gonna add my underlay all day in on this one, and let's talk about it from that point of view too, and then see, uh, sweetie or mother love, how you two uh, is envisioning is envisioning this one. And again, if you want to call in and join us on this particular program, call in three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. And this comment that was given, it don't give a name again, but this is a comment, and I got this one off of forum.jpay.com, and this comment, it says, well, I must be honest and say that my husband was not ready for a committed relationship the last time he got out. He said he was, but 
Believe me, once he got off that monitor, he went buck wild. The street still had a hold on him. He had done 15 years, and I believe that he was trying to relive those years he spent locked up all of his 20s. I've already let him know that I have zero tolerance, and if he gets out and does the same thing again, I'm gone. I love him to death, and it will hurt, but it will hurt only for a little while, and I will eventually get over it. I have to love myself more. When I read some of these posts, she said, I just shake my head because I know firsthand what it's like when they get home, and that's not saying everyone is alike because they're not, just my experience. My Lay all day, what do you think about that comment? That's, I think that comment could be very true. And how, how do you how do you see it as being true? Well, is that, you know, because, you know, they just getting out of jail? Sometimes it takes 15 years for a person to, uh, to settle down. I mean, I've you know, always after being been out. told that women mature a lot faster than men anyway. And being straight from your 20s, which is your playing time, you know what I mean? When you come back out to the street, you got, you know, you got eyes. And so you want to play around and you want to have fun. And it's a candy store. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they're not willing to give that up just yet. So I think that, you know, she makes a strong point. And, you know, you, if, as a woman, you should know your worth, you know. Excellent, excellent. Mother love, sweetie, what do you think about that comment? Uh, Like I said, we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, I'm going to get ready to take it to And I don't know if she would really do that. Really? Really. I just don't. Explain. I've seen too many of them because I've seen too many of them say, I'm not going back that way. And they did go back that way. Mm-hmm. And it's still turned out what it still turned out the same way they get back out and they started doing the same thing that's I'm talking about a one certain person who said this person had to be shot about four times at one time mm-hmm. and swarping down when he got out he would not Go back that way again, and he is back that way again. Well, and she is back that way again, and it's well, just—it's yeah. not funny. It's not funny. No, it's, it's not. It's hurtful. It's life from other people that put time into you, and then they gotta—they gotta—they gotta lose all that time because the person. Want to go back and do the same old stuff again? He's got a very supportive family. Very supportive. Yeah. And what does he do? He still does the same old thing. Well, like I say, and it's hurtful. Because he has not deprogrammed himself. He one he don't one he don't even realize that he has allowed his mind to be institutionalized. Yeah, he 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 doesn't recognize that. He's in denial about that. So, until he accepts the fact 
that he has this state of mind. He's not going to be able to change because he's doing what he knows. He's got to be ready to know something new. He ain't ready. Okay, well, check this out. I have also did some research over line again and, you know, to find out how to have a healthy relationship after serving time in prison. Okay, and this uh, this ad is from www.ehow.com, and the lady that wrote it, she's an eHow contributor. Her name is Nikki Callahan, and just reading from you know what what she thinks would be a a, a good advantage against those that have disadvantages would be this, especially for women and men that want love relationships, and sometimes you can't just get a person that never been in prison before, and you get one that just came out of prison. So this is what she's saying about it, how to have a healthy relationship after serving time in prison. She says, the transition back to the the community can be challenging challenging for many ex-inmates. Reconnecting with family and friends is often intimidating, and depending on the crime, some people may choose not to associate with an ex-convict. When entering back into the world of dating or marriage, it may be difficult for one or both people to put your experiences behind you and move on to create a healthy and loving relationship. Conflict resolution in particular is often a source of struggle. Adapting to prison usually forces inmates to create habits of thinking and acting that can be dysfunctional once released from prison. Many inmates feel threatened during a conflict and may react as they would have on the prison yard. Openness and communication are important elements in moving forward. Planning to make positive changes in your new life will lead you in the right direction. So there's a few little instructions that she gives here. One, Number one would be find a local counselor or therapist who you feel comfortable being open with and who will give you constructive advice on how to transition back into family relationships and a new dating life. You may try a few different counselors before finding someone you enjoy talking to and trust. And then two, she goes on to say, join a support group. And I would consider that this particular um, program is like a support group, okay, on love relationships, advantage or disadvantages. Connecting with people who are going through similar experiences can be very helpful. There are many others out there just like you. And then she goes on to number three, she says, open paths of communication between yourself and family. One of the first steps in reestablishing a healthy life is to connect with family members. Keep in mind that sometimes it takes time to convince them that you can be trusted and won't be returning to prison. And four, she says, enter the world of dating with honesty, honesty and openness. The fact that you've spent time in prison may be intimidating to many dating prospects but don't hide your experiences and feelings from them. They will probably have many questions that they will take time to answer. And then she gives tips and warnings. So 
Those tips and warnings are ask your parole officer for a therapist referral. Many therapists work on a sliding scale fee. Ask around and find one that will work within your budget. If you have insurance, therapy may be covered by your plan. Inquire with your insurance carrier. All right? Now, and this resource where you can also go and look this up uh, to the listeners out there, the resources you can go to Prison Talk, Relationships After Prison, and Emotional Baggage. That's where you can go. Uh, you can put that on your search engine uh, and and uh, uh, type that out, Prison Talk, Relationship After Prison and Emotional Baggage. So here we find that we can have a healthy relationship if we add, you know, our, our, our relatives involved, you know, to help with the trust issues. That's for male and females that coming out of prison because, you know, when you're in prison, who can you really trust and confide in? You know, everybody playing a game, you know, and it's a struggle, you know, of, 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 of you know, of survival in there. So uh, one thing for sure to know that counseling and also your family members are a very important part of the transition to begin trust with. If you find a person that is not interested in that, they are not interested in being helped. That's the way that I feel about it. Uh, anybody else got something to say? Yeah, this is Strong Tower again, and i just like to thank uh, Michigan and yeah. Mama Love for all of the, the good things you had to say, the personal experiences that you dealt with, and some that you just know naturally should be done. But let me say this. The Bible says that in the last days, seven women shall take hold of one man. And I've got a big stick for any six that come. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That sounds like Strong Power got a lot in his plate. He ain't, can't handle nothing else, no way. He'd be helping you beat the beat them all. <laughs> But the Bible, even though the Bible say that that's true, you got a bunch of hard up women that don't mind sharing men with one man to seven women. You know what I'm saying? We got that's a lot true. of those women that are out there because they can't find a man, and you can't find one if you will close your legs and give God your time and seek and be and seek Him in spirit and in truth. You will find that faithful one, just like I have. Uh, you know, and adding to that. You know, that was a good time to put in, you know, because he done made this big, big butt stick over here, you know what I'm saying, as a part of his art. And, you know, we're going to have him talk a little bit about that, too. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have people to come together to talk on love and relationships, and especially for those that have gotten out of prison and, you know, that we can talk together to find out what are the advantages and disadvantages of you know, being in a love relationship like that, you definitely have to be a strong individual, huh, strong power. Yes. And, Anaway, do you have anything that you want, last-minute things you want to say? What about you? What about no, you, Trey? Just finding out it's been a good topic and everything, but I don't think I have anything else to <laughs> and any And what about you callers out there? Do you have anything you want to Stick in the listener's ear after they have heard this program. No, I'm done. Done. So, Tara, what about you? You want to sign us out? 
with, uh, with a good does, word. Does, does Michigan have anything to say? Michigan? I just wanted to know about the person who gets help. If you don't have a job and you don't have anybody to put you on your insurance, where do you get insurance from? Or where do you get help from? No, oh, where do you get? You actually don't get insurance. You get these very, very expensive insu- uh, medical bills. And I got to have somebody call me today. That's a very good topic. Maybe you can talk about that tomorrow next week or something. Yeah, you know, okay. You that that sounds like a good idea. You, you don't have insurance. You just go to the doctor when you need to, and then they bill you. And then you're constant debt. That's what happens. <laughs> so, strong power. Uh, you know, pray us out, you know, with a with a good prayer. And, you know, and to all you listeners out there, love relationships are not hard. It's only hard because if you don't have God involved in on it, and it, if God isn't involved in on it, you're going to have, you know, hell on wheels because you can't do anything without God being involved and, and, and trusting in your own heart if it is worth the effort, you have to know that within yourself, and you got to know that uh, if you have the Lord with you, you know that all things is possible with those that believe. If I'm, am I correct about that? You're correct. Okay. And, you know, with that to say, we love you, and we're going to come back with this subject again um, not pretty soon, but definitely we got a lot to talk about on this subject, and I would like to continue this subject uh, afterwards. So, Tom uh, Tower, uh us out with a nice prayer and you know and we just want to let you know that we love you and we want to uh, be there to help in any way we know how you know to cushion some of the hurt because nothing is easy but definitely when you got God by your side it is easy to contend and be content in it and you know and all things is well with God and you have to know that within yourself that it's worth the effort I would just like to say first I was once one of those men that were out there that no one felt would ever come to himself, that would never have a mind to do the right thing, to be faithful, to be a a man of his word. But I'm here to tell you that I am a changed man. And God visited me. The Lord Jesus visited me one day. And he, he sent a fear of who he is and respect of who he is to my heart. And I knew it was it. I knew it was time for me to shape up or be shipped out. And this is a prayer for all those who have given up on the black brothers who have been a, a target of the system yeah. ever since we come over here from Africa. And let me just tell you, the black man has been a target. He still is a target. He is a dying species. And that man, and he know who he is, has targeted him from the very beginning knowing that's where he and everyone else come from, the black man. And this is my prayer, that the sisters hold on and keep the faith. And if there's anybody out there that they could possibly help, any man, especially black man, that they can help in some way without putting their life in jeopardy, I'm asking, dear Lord, to give them strength in their heart that they can help him in some way that they won't be pulled in the muck, and clay themselves. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And so until our next time we meet, I hope that your evening goes well and at peace. With this prayer, all things should be at peace. And know that we are there for you. If you want to contact us, 
You can contact us at professionalrookies2012 at gmail.com with any other requests for uh, topics that you want us to talk about. And, uh, and you can look us up on Facebook, which is um, Professional Rookies 2012 on Facebook. And we have a Twitter account, which is uh, uh, twitter.com at Oracle PR. And, you know, and, and we really, really had a wonderful yeah, time, really you, know, uh, you know, for all the listeners that have listened to this program. And we hope that we will have more of you to come on the next program when we come together on love relationships after prison. Is it an advantage or disadvantage? Until then, we will uh, speak with you next week or two weeks from now, and uh, and you be blessed, and you all have peace. Call back. <laughs> It's a God.